The following podcast is a presentation of Project Entertainment Network. Hey guys, this is another one of our pre-lockdown episodes, though you can hear from what we're going to talk about in this interview that we sort of knew what was coming our way. Um, This was a more innocent time, a time when uh, the only people we were aware of who had coronavirus were Tom Hanks and Idris Elba, and uh, that times have definitely changed uh, now. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) And what's funny is this was recorded on March 17th of 2020. So not all that long ago, but uh, things have been progressing pretty fast. Um, We're going to be interviewing Travis Rhett Wilson, who uh, is an important person for the show because he's actually uh, the first guest that we had on the You Mind. Um... You'll hear a couple clips that I'll insert here, but he was uh, the voice of Dr. Dmitry Kosoratov. You see, this is where things get interesting. The research was inspired by visitations to the defunct royal family by trans-dimensional beings. And he was also the voice of Harry Denison, uh, who is a Bigfoot expert uh, that we had on the show. As sexually profound as the species is, there's no real way to validate paternity, but I'm quite certain I fathered my share of their young. Um, those were some scripted episodes, and they were a lot of fun, so go ahead and check them out. Uh, Dr. Dmitry Kosoratov will be returning for the new season of Creeping Wave. He, he's one of our baddies. And um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Travis does, uh, also he does the voice of the Monster Boys on... Um, Creeping Wave, which is Boris Karloff, Peter Lorre, and Vincent Price. Buzzkill. Oh, the last person I want to ever see again. What are you doing here, Nap? And what's going on with your hair? And uh, a number of other voices that we sort of bring him in for. So the Japanese could maintain fishing rights in that area surrounding that bogus country, you moron. Okay, so it was uh, really interesting to hear from him. He's an actor, and of course, a lot of the venues for actors have been shut down because of the outbreak. Um, So we're just hearing what's going on in his life and how he's keeping himself sane. Uh, And we want you guys to listen in, because everybody's experience during this time, this unprecedented time, is really important. And we just want to document what people are doing. Okay, so hope you enjoy. Bye. Don't be scared now, but it looks like you just wandered straight into you mind country. That's you mind, short for unaffiliated mind games, and you ain't never gonna be the same again. Brace yourself, it's time for red hot truth injection. Oh yeah, that's right, bitch. We're rounding up the sheeple and shaking them awake. You mind? Too damn bad. We're gonna set fire to the wool over your eyes. Feel the burn, baby. Hot damn. We're toppling the lies of the lamestream media one by one. Woo-wee. Watch them bad boys fall. Hey, Universe A, this is Universe B calling, and we're going to tear you a new one. You mind?
So, hey, everybody, I am here with Travis Rhett Wilson, a local actor, uh, and you have heard him before on the You Mind and Creeping Wave. He uh, provides voices on there. You, you provide a lot of voices on there. Oh, actually. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's a very talented actor, very talented impressionist. Um, and unfortunately, the coronavirus has had an impact on you as a performer. So. It's had an impact on everyone. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, look at us. You know, we're we're pretty much shut in now. It's become mm -hmm. very scorched earth for us. Right. Yeah. And here's what I'm worried about. Okay, and mm -hmm. this is just, and then I'll I'll let you go ahead and answer or ask your own questions. Yeah, but I did have this revelation that I would like to share with people, and it it came to me this afternoon. We are in the greatest age of entertainment ever right now. We, we are in the midst of the greatest age of all forms of inter entertainment, visual arts, anything, so, me, social media, what have you. Mm -hmm. And the, the things we see in film and on television and on computer screens are just stunning. So I think maybe that has a lot to do with about why so many people are panicking because they grew up watching some of the most realistic depictions of doomsday yep. and apocalyptic just disaster ever captured on screen. And so, I mean, I would hope there was going to come a time when people are going to start coming to their senses and realizing that they're not in a world of fiction. This is, this isn't really, this isn't what's going to destroy us. I don't think this is what's going to destroy us. No, no. Well, I, I, unless it's the social aspect that the, the people having weird overreactions and hoarding stuff. And of course, you know, when you hoard, you pretty much, insist upon people are going to like break in and get the supplies because you're keeping them all to yourself. And, uh, so that's going to create panic and disruption and things like that. So yeah, ho hopefully. <laughs> well, uh, Twilight, I, I've been having twilight zone metaphors pop up in, in my head mm -hmm. this entire week. All these twilight zone parallels are popping into my head now. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Would you, uh, I, I mean, the one that comes to mind for me is the, the, like, I finally have time to read and that kind that's of guy. One. Yeah. That was one of the first. <laughs> yeah. That's one. Mm -hmm. The the next one that's coming to me is the monsters are due on Maple street. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's the one, uh, that I don't recall the, the title of. There's the one where a guy builds a bomb shelter in his basement. Mm-hmm. They, this town thinks they're, the missiles are coming, they, and they're not missiles. They turn out to be rockets or some shit. Mm -hmm. And so they they want to break into this guy's bomb shelter because he only has enough oxygen for himself and his wife or whatever. I don't remember all of it. Right. But I'm having that thought go through my head. Mm -hmm. and, all, and I keep thinking of Walking Dead, obviously The Stand. Mm -hmm. We're thinking of that now. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, so that's, it's pretty that's crazy. what's been going in my head a lot right. of that. Yeah. Right. 
So we've been talking to, uh, um, we're going to be talking to uh, a band later on this week uh, who their venues have been shut down. Um, uh, actually, an Irish punk band. And it being St. Patrick's Day today, you know, it, you would be out celebrating, but <laughs> that's, some people still are. Yeah, some people still are. So. Some people still are. Yeah. But it's, um, I, I think that a lot of people um, are being hit really hard in uh, performance and art uh, that, that people aren't thinking about it. Of course, you have to shut things down to keep the spread of the virus from happening. But then, yeah. you know, what, what happens to people who that is their livelihood, who are actors or artists who depend on galleries or, you know, what, what do you do? <laughs> well, so. for me, mm -hmm. and not a lot of people know this about me I, I don't really I mean my friends in the industry know this mm -hmm. but I don't really talk about it much elsewhere my full-time job is a security guard right graveyard shift that's what I do I work that job at night mm -hmm. um, at the moment my regular job seems secure yeah so I'm still going to that mm-hmm because I have to. Yeah. On the other hand, I saw the notice today that um, Gavin Newsom, he didn't exactly order the state you can't evict anybody, mm -hmm. but he put out an order instructing cities, look, please don't evict anybody, especially yeah. if they can't get to their jobs because of this. Yeah. So once things really if they get worse if they get much worse i don't think they will but if they get much worse then mm -hmm. at least i have that to think about i won't need to if i start to really panic you mm -hmm. know but as far as entertainment work you now that's all dried up that's all gone yeah yeah so that's and and that's a shame i think that um that's it's one of the things that i don't think people think about they just assume it's always going to be there that, uh, you know, oh, of course, like, there's always going to be somebody willing to perform for you or willing to create art for you or that kind of thing. It's like, well, no, they depend on an income. So, well, yeah. in a matter of speaking, they're right, though. Yeah. Because what are people doing? They're, they're tapping into the live cast, the, yep. the streaming, they're streaming themselves on Instagram, they're putting themselves more on Facebook, they're putting themselves more on YouTube, you're going to see a lot more stuff online mm -hmm. People from people in the next several weeks or however long it takes. And I'm interested in that. I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what people come up with given their limited resources. Because mm -hmm. a lot of it, you're going to see people in the, they're in their homes. And they don't have studios at their disposal. They don't have big sets behind them. Mm -hmm. or extraordinary sound equipment. They've just got the things in their house. They've got their they've got the dishes and cups and you know, eating utensils to work with, mm -hmm. hangers, the clothes that they're hanging in their closet. So I'm actually very excited to look at what people come up with. I know I'm gonna try to come up with some stuff. Hopefully it's good. It probably won't be. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully yeah, that's Oh, we'll I'm see. sure. I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That we're trying to step it up uh, on the U Mind, where we're trying to interview more people, give them an outlet yeah. to express themselves and talk about what's going on. 
Uh, also on the creeping wave, I, I have a whole bunch of scripts compiled that I'm probably going to be releasing early and just trying to get it out to the actors. So we have something to do. We can always just Skype and hook up and read lines and that kind of thing. I'm so, game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Of course you're in it. Um, how, how many voices are you are the voice of the monster boys? Um, Boris Karloff, Vincent Price and um, Peter. Gorey. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Who, who's my favorite. <laughs> and, uh, then can you're... You do, may I ask you something? Yeah. This is, I don't know if you'll be able to do this or not. Mm-hmm. But it's my favorite voice to do. I don't know if you, you're going to be able to get away with it because this actor is still alive. Malcolm McDowell. Oh, yeah. I want to do Malcolm McDowell. Oh, so. that'd be nice, actually. Yeah. Oh, That's man. the voice. <laughs> and the face as well. Very nice. So, so are you thinking more of like a clockwork orange Malcolm McDowell or like more of an older Malcolm McDowell or any Malcolm McDowell within that range. So, all of the, above. all of the Malcolm McDowell's. Yeah. Very nice. Primarily clockwork. Yeah. Yeah. Primarily. I mean, that's a classic. So yeah, primarily Alex and most people know that movie. So yeah. He's the movie but, that made milk exciting. So, yeah, but, but yeah. I mean it, I also dig him in, in move like some of the underrated movies too, like Star Trek Generations. Yeah, yeah. I actually dig him in that. It's it, no, not that many people remember that role. Mm -hmm. And then what's another? Oh, Caligula, of course. But oh yeah, that's <laughs> we probably won't risk touching too much upon that film. Oh. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, um, like yeah. I yeah, it was written by Gore Vidal, which I think is crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he's not super. Well, he's deceased, but he wasn't super proud of it at the time, I guess. So, <laughs> you know, it's funny because under pressure, we come up with extraordinary ideas. Mm -hmm. And I, I was thinking like last week, like this random stuff pops into my head. I'm afraid to say it. I wonder if I should even say it on here. Somebody will steal my idea. I don't know. Who cares? Last Temptation of Christ, the musical. I mean, nice. for God's sake, somebody try it. For, please <laughs> try it at least once before we become extinct. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see what happens. Well, I mean, I, they I did. I think it could be good. Yeah. You have Jesus yeah. Christ Superstar. You have Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Coat. Why not The Last Temptation of Christ? Why not Last Temptation of Christ, the musical? If we live through this, I think if we will realize that we are indestructible. We can start tackling things like that. Mm -hmm. And it'll just be no holds barred. True. True. Yeah. Right. Who, who would you cast as Christ? Or, or is, are you looking to cast yourself in that role? I can tell you who I'd cast as Judas. Ah. Uh -huh. He's a friend of mine. His name's Aaron Pyle. He's extraordinary. I've seen him play Judas before in a Very show nice. called Last Days of Judas Iscariot. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably want to play Christ. I'll admit it. Yeah, yeah. I probably wouldn't get it, though. They'd probably have to give it to somebody else. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that oh, that's definitely something to put out there. So, okay, well, the pitch is there. So now, now we have to get it into development. And uh, yeah. yes. you have done musicals though before you uh, you were Claude uh, Frollo. And, yes, uh, I played Frollo in uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame yes. at the uh, California Theater in 2016. Very cool. Yeah, um, John Jasper 
mystery vid when Drood. Um, of course, Sweeney Todd twice. Oh, yeah. 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 It's my favorite role. This is an ec- excellent role. Very cool. So, yeah, I um, that's really cool. But I, I am interested in what you're talking about, about people just kind of, I guess, at, at everybody's core, when, when you take away, like, the office job and stuff like that, everybody's a storyteller, and they just want yeah. to entertain. They <laughs> Yeah. And, people love to talk, mm-hmm. and they love to have people listen to them talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's going to come up with something. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. So, now, do you actually know anybody who has coronavirus? I I haven't met anybody. The only people I've heard about have been celebrities. So, same. Yeah, uh, it's not that close to me yet. Yeah, I intend to keep it that way. I mean, yeah. my dad here with me, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. I'm going to make sure he doesn't get it. Right. Yeah. yeah definitely. Definitely. So, so what have you been doing to entertain yourself uh, during the shutdown? Are you are writing plays, coming up with characters? I'm writing a lot more. Yeah. Uh, I'm watching more Netflix. Very nice. Or Amazon Prime. I'm going to be coming up with some things, and I'm doing a, I'm going to do an Instagram post, a Instagram live stream tomorrow night. Oh, very cool! I'll have to check that out. Hopefully, yes. I'll yes. make sure you get the invite. Sure. What What time? So. Um, I believe, I believe I'm starting at nine. I got to okay. double check. I just okay. made the appointment today. Cool. I, I'm pretty much deciding it on a whim. All right. I, I'm interviewing a, a talking cat, uh, tomorrow, but I should be freed up by then. So. Okay. I make, I'll make sure I send you the invite. All right. Very cool. I, I sent a lot today and then I was tired and I need to pick up where I left off. Oh yeah. 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 Very cool. So yeah, it's it and it it really has opened up the pathway for people to just get out there and communicate. And I think with social distancing, people are starting to realize how much they took just the connection that they had with people for granted, and they're starting Absolutely. to say like, yeah, wait, I I don't want you to just be a thing on Facebook. I want to actually be with you and talk to you and enjoy you. <laughs> of course, yeah, of course, and and uh, it. It's going to become that much more haunting to us as the days progress, especially for those that still have to go to work because, mm-hmm. you know, my job isn't is kind of important. It's, I expect it'll be one of the last to get canceled. Yeah. So as we start to see less cars on the freeways. Yeah. Even at rush hour then I think it's really going to start to sink in and right yeah really creepy i mean we know it's coming yeah but that's at the same time when you have that spark of creativity reawakening in people and you have that listlessness then you're also going to see an uprise in just kind of wild manic behaviors that break out on the street yeah well that's the name of my that's gonna be the name of my uh my thing i'm calling it um the apocalypse according to the bipolar god of mm. science fiction. Very nice. That's the name of it. And um, I don't know. We'll see. That's okay. kind of what I was thinking along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. So, no, yeah. That- the concept of God as a bipolar entity, uh, it makes a lot of sense. So, I mean, even yeah. back to the 
Greco-Roman mythology, the gods are always just constantly vacillating in like what they're okay with. And yeah. Yeah. So, oh no, you told people you weave better than me. I'm going to turn you into a spider and that kind of thing. It's just like. Gods are flawed. Mm-hmm. There are mm-hmm. flawed gods. Everyone thinks of just because you're a god, you must be perfect. They're flawed gods. Right. Right. If they're there. Yeah. Well, it's, mm-hmm. it's all in your perspective. Wh- who are you looking to as your god, and who are they looking to that's above them? So Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that'll be a very interesting piece. I oh, like thank it. you. Yeah, yeah it'll be, uh, some of it will be uh, just me singing. Very and then cool. I'll, I'll, I'll slip in and do some commentary from time to time. I'm thinking I might read passages from favorite books that i like just random stuff yeah why not maybe imitate some voices do some facial expressions sure yeah i mean yeah you know it's uh funny because you i know you do a lot of stuff in the victorian era um Mm -hmm. and so they talk about in the victorian era that is how people entertain themselves they they would just pick up a book or and read it or things like and they publish poetry and short stories Mm -hmm. in the newspaper because they knew that that's what people did. They published songs uh, and not even yeah. necessarily original ones. They'd be like, this is to the tune of this song. And these are the words to it. Gather around the piano and sing it with your family. And exactly. it's kind of interesting to think about that. But I mean, that's, back to the basics. Yeah. Song <laughs> board. Why mm-hmm. not? Yeah. Yeah. Like to just kind of enjoying imagination and being with people. And yeah. yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So you haven't seen anything too crazy uh, on your security watches, have you? Right now, it's just, I mean, we're in a fairly secluded area okay. already. And it's, I don't want to reveal too much about what I do. Cause no, no, that, you can't. Yeah, yeah that could get me into some trouble. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like high-end stuff. But I mean, it, it's, I haven't really seen anything drastic. I mean... You can sense people are concerned, people mm-hmm. are worried about it. But that's about as bad as it's gotten thus far. Yeah. I know when um, I used to work, uh, it, it wasn't a technical security position. It was kind of security and maintenance, janitorial, sort of the whole shebang, uh, mm-hmm. called Second Watch at the Maritime Museum. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, one day, and this actually started before my shift, but I came in and the police were there. And uh, I was talking to the guys who were on first watch, which is uh, the, the graveyard shift, like you're talking mm-hmm. about. Um, so somebody yeah. had broken into the ship during the night. Uh, they had oh, climbed down scary. into one of the ships, opened up uh, a kind of this uh, chest that had the costume that one of the actors that was going to be working on the ship the next day had for a British soldier, got dressed up and then climbed up into the rigging. And they found him screaming, I'm going to take this ship back to England where it belongs. And <laughs> <laughs> you got to respect that level of like enthusiasm, though. Oh, God. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So when yeah. the actor came, he's just like, where's my costume? And we're like, OK, sit down. <laughs> You've been recast. <laughs> We've recast you. Yes. We found a better actor. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, exactly. Whenever yeah. I I see kids like at museums, like rolling their eyes or looking at their phone, I always think about like you should be that level of excited to be here. All yeah. right, 
you should be climbing into the rig. Well, don't because it's my job to get them back out of it if they do. <laughs> so, yeah, it's funny. yeah. Well, I like to. Sh- well, I. It's like we went to. I mean, this. This is a similar story. I hope yeah. I'm not taking too much time. No, no. It, this is your hour or longer okay. if you need. So. <laughs> okay. So. I went on the Queen Mary once mm-hmm. years ago I, with friends. We spent the night. We did that night thing where you could go on a tour. You could oh, give yourself a tour of the Lower cool. Decks. And so we found this dark theater in the Lower Decks. And it was like 2 in the morning. And so we're down there. And, and you know, she's got her iPhone. She's snapping pictures. And so we were there with two or three other dudes. And so... We're in this black theater, dark. There's like the only light that we're getting is like seeping around from a corner <laughs> of a hallway that's way, way up. And so that's how we can see to get around. And and that little bit of light is like causing a reflection off of like certain materials in the room and silver coverings here and there and so forth. So that's how we figure out it's a theater. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm an actor. I'm going to get on this stage. I'll climb up on this stage. What the hell? I'll be able yeah. to say. I... So I, I get up there and my friends are still in the room and I just start doing the tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps on this petty pace from day to day to the, to the last syllable of recorded time. And I start doing that speech and I'm like, okay, well, that was fun. I jump off there. We go back to the room later and they snap some photos of me, right? Mm-hmm. It was dark in that room. It was dark in there. We look at these photos. We plug it into her 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 Mac, her mm-hmm. MacBook, and there's the picture. And there's a light hitting me. There's a oh. light, like a spotlight. Wow. Hitting me. Like okay, there's somebody <laughs> up there saying okay. He's acting. He's performing. Yeah. Light him. Nice. They were happy to see you there. Happy for the stage yeah. to be back in action. Yeah. Yeah. I got to put that into play. That That's right. awesone. Yeah. Yeah, that is. That's really fantastic. Yeah. I, I always think like old theaters and stuff like that. They they must miss having performers. They, they, they want to be active. They want to fulfill their role. You know, I agree. Yeah. So I saw uh, I know that uh, Whaley House got shut down um, for the yeah. epidemic. But um, they they had uh, the Thomas Tanner Theater, and we were always thinking like, ah, oh, there's got to be some way we can utilize this. I know you've performed there doing your one man show, um, the Edgar Allan Poe. Thomas Tanner Theater. Yeah, it's the Thomas Tanner Theater. Thomas Tanner was uh, the leader of oh, an acting troupe. Yeah, you mean the uh, in the the Whaley House. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's where I've, I've performed it there. You'd have. But I also did it at uh, the. Uh, the the old adobe chapel oh too. yeah that's a cool yeah. place years running mm-hmm. yeah there's all the old statues and stuff like that it's uh it's a really pretty fascinating place yeah uh, yeah the the people who work there always say it's a little eerie because people don't know yet that you can go into it and take tours so they're always oh. just kind of in this church alone with all these statues looking at them that kind of happened when i was there yeah it felt I went in and I'm like, wow, this is interesting because what's most fascinating about this is you don't know whether or not this is open to the public. You kind of have to check and see for yourself. And mm-hmm. it, it kind of gives some people, I think, that mischievous sense of, am I supposed to be in here? Right. 
it's you can tour in there. Yeah, yeah. But can, when it's open, but, you can. Yeah. Yeah, you can, but mm-hmm. it's so secluded. Mm-hmm. It's so secluded. It's like, oh, let's check this out. You know, this yeah. hidden passage, so to speak. You know. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. Yeah. I enjoy that place. So yeah, that's, um, and do you have any one man shows planned? Uh, sh- if scheduling resumes and stuff like that? Um, I'm always looking to book my Edgar Allan Poe play mm-hmm. anywhere in the States, anywhere in this state, anywhere in other States. If by some miracle, another state, you know, another continent contacts me, I'd be honored Very to cool. travel across the sea. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, guys, you should definitely look out for that. It's an amazing show. I actually did a video if you go to my YouTube and I'll have the link in the description box below where you can see some snippets of his performance that mm-hmm. I actually taped. So, yeah, it's a very, very excellent show. And you you do that and you do another one man show with the John Wilkes Booth, I think. Um, Not for a while. Not for but a I while. Do, yeah, I used to do that one for a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was called Damned. John Wilkes Booth, Bloody Patriot. It was a lot of fun. Totally, you know, exposing. We weren't praising him. It wasn't no. a favorite portrayal at all. We just wanted to show for historical purposes, see this crazy guy, see all the things he did, see how much of an asshole he was. Mm-hmm. It's important that you know that it wasn't just this. Yeah. yeah. He was with a huge crew of people, and they were all scumbags. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I used to do that. That was a lot of fun because he was an actor. He was. Yeah, and I had the opportunity to do numerous different character voices in that show. Very cool. Because each time I got to a monologue where he's describing the night of the assassination as it's unfolding, mm-hmm. I'm describing it but acting it out at the same time. So I'm playing... Booth and I'm playing these other characters that he in, interacts with. Very cool. Up to the assassination itself. Yeah. And then after the assassination. And that's actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> so I, I guess it's fortunate that you have sort of, uh, you have the look of somebody from that era, like somebody, Edgar Allan Poe or John Wilkes Booth or, yeah. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> so very cool um so yeah i uh i think that's what i like so much about voice acting is that uh you really can just assume whatever character you're able to embody and um that the thing i miss about it is that you can't you don't use the like the motion and the movement and you don't really like actually become that character physically but but you really get to embody with with your voice and then because i'm also doing the editing building the sound design and the structure around it and things like that is a lot of fun as well. So if you guys haven't checked out creeping wave, Travis is one of our OGs and uh, you you were really the first guest on the U mind. So (laughs) thank you. Yeah. It was just you and me really in the, in the beginning, my, my thing was just like, we're just going to do stupid voices. So (laughs) yeah. We'll we'll be doing more of those too. We will be doing more of those. Yeah. Yes. But that that's important. It's uh, it just livens things up, and in, in this time we we need stupid voices. So <laughs> we need. Uh, uh, as a preparation for that, mm-hmm. I must confess I'm rewatching Darkwing Duck. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I, for a while I was getting on my elliptical, 
-hmm. and on my when I get on there I um early on I was I could only do like maybe 25 minutes at most mm -hmm. now I can do an hour but it's like I figured okay what can I do to keep me going and I'd pull up Disney Plus on my TV and I'd bring up Darkwing Duck and I'd play I'd let a whole episode play through and I'd be watching it while I'm on my elliptical that's nice and it, all these fond memories are flooding back to me now oh yeah of all the glorious and hilarious villains that were in that show yeah. all the bad guys they were so funny they were great yeah it was uh it was such an excellent show just all disney afternoon was just like something that you just look forward to when yeah. you get out of school and you're just like yes so but uh yeah i i, I i'm a big darkwing duck fan who's your favorite villain my favorite villain uh quacker jack oh yeah Quacker Jack. Just those teeth. <laughs> Jesus. I'm not going to be able to hold it together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess she's not a villain, but Morgana started as a villain, and then she became Darkwing Duck's yeah. girlfriend. So I guess she would be my favorite. But, uh, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, oh gosh, was the electric guy? Um, Megavolt? Megavolt. No. Megavolt. Yeah. Megavolt, yeah. Yeah, he was pretty great. So, it's Don't a good call show. me Sparky. <laughs> it's it's a good show. What um now DuckTales had like a rebirth. Have you been following that at all with David Tennant and the crew? No, I'm sad no? to say I've been busy with other stuff, but yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just going to binge watch it one day. I'll so. be diving into that stuff a lot. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm only just now catching up on Better Call Saul, so I'm oh, okay. excited about that. I hope they get to finish it soon. Yeah, because yeah. they're holding production on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. They are. Yeah, um, I am just now watching Star Trek Enterprise, so I'm I'm even farther behind you. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, um, you, I'm. It's, it's a good okay, show. Okay, I gotta confess, I'm getting. I'm just now getting through DS9. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I just finished season one of DS9. I've seen all the others. Yeah. I never got into DS9 enough. So and my when, friend Paul is like, okay, you got to watch it because he, he's Charles Dickens, Paul yeah. Jacques, Riverside Dickens Festival. He's a big Trekkie. Yeah. Like, okay, I catch up with my friend Paul. Yeah. 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 No, I, um, in, uh, Enterprise, when, when it came out, I think I was like 21 or so. And I was hanging out with people who were just like, it's not real Star Trek. And, so I felt like I wasn't allowed to watch it. So I'd secretly watch it every now and then, but I never got to really just sit down and like enjoy it. And so now it's like, ah, that, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to watch Enterprise. I'm going to enjoy how cute Porthos is. He's cute. Yeah. He's They're a beagle in space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's fun to, to kind of get to do those kind of things. So. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so keeping myself entertained um i do have to tell you have you seen the show altered carbon on netflix you know um a friend of mine just suggested that i saw it and and you should have been cast in it okay there's a yeah. character who's edgar Allan poe okay i'm yeah. definitely gonna watch that yeah and i was like wait they should have got travis N nothing against the actor who plays it, but like I know that that's like you. You are Edgar Allan Poe. That's when I met you. You were Edgar Allan Poe, and then like later when I interviewed you, you became Travis. So yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you. 
<laughs> so, but yeah, one of the characters is an AI who uh, assumes the role of Edgar Allan Poe, and he works at this uh, hotel that's all AI. It's it, more or less a brothel, but it, the theme mm. is the raven, and he greets you like at the door as Edgar Allan Poe, and like a glass of sherry and that kind of thing, and it's it's very cool. So I was like, that's oh. Cool. This is very Travis. <laughs> I think I know what I'm going to be doing after we're done with this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it. Um, a lot of people are kind of mocking it because it's uh, it, it's definitely drew inspiration from Blade Runner. Um, oh, but yeah. I love Blade Runner. Yeah. Pe- people our age in your uh, 30s to 40s kind of range. Um, well, that was like inescapable. We can't help but be inspired by that. That was one of the visions that, you know, familiarized us with sci-fi and things like that. So. Yeah, we grew up with all the coolest stuff. I know. <laughs> I mean, I I was introduced to um, Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan mm-hmm. uh, when I was it it been I mean I was born a couple of years after it had already been out. But yeah. Okay, here we are. This is what I'm talking about right here. Mm-hmm. I just like finding and celebrating sci-fi that had great acting in it mm-hmm. yeah 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 i um i think that's it's really like just so amazing that we have like netflix and uh, all these kind of things like now well especially with coronavirus but just when i was a kid like the only way you discovered these kind of things was like maybe on bravo or a and e or late at night yeah <laughs> encore Remember oh yeah encore? yeah I never so, even heard of the movie Q and A until I got the Encore Network, and we it, we weren't even paying for it. It was like a month long trial. Yeah, and so it's like Q and A. Oh, what's this? Nick Nolte. Yeah. When he's playing this sleazy scumbag, that's hilarious. <laughs> okay, let's have a look at this. Oh, a scumbag cop. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, Oh, that's great. I, I think like all those cop and action movies like are so ingrained in me at this point in my life that like I'll just be having conversations with people and be like, turn in your badge and your gun and uh, just be like, oh, internal affairs is breathing down my neck and that kind of thing. And, and just it's like a regular part of my conversation now just because like I grew up on that and that was part of the language that just like I adopted into my everyday life. So. The thing that the thing that constantly repeats through my brain is when it's dirty Harry. Yeah. So many of the arguments, like when dirty Harry would lose his temper with the mayor of San mm. Francisco and he'd tell him off and he'd say, all right, well, I guess you'll have to get yourself another delivery boy. And you know what he does after that? Yes. Yeah. Runs after this guy and gets him. Yeah. yeah. That was a, that was a cool piece. So, I guess while I have you here, I would have mm-hmm. to ask, what is your dream role? I think I may have asked you this before in our, our video, but things may have changed. Um, it does change. Every yeah. few years, it changes. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, for geez, it's come and gone every few years. Mm-hmm. Um, first, my favorite contemporary musical i think is you know lame as a lob yeah yeah as far as anything that came out within my lifetime because i just barely missed sweeney todd that was be 
just before I was born. Yeah. Like two years before I was born. Yeah. My favorite musical, the ones that actually were released in my lifetime, Les Mis. And everyone tells me I should play Javert. Hmm. That'd be cool. Thing is, thing is, I don't want to play Javert. I want to play Tenardier. Ah. I want to play Tenardier. Yeah. (laughs) Very cool. My dream role in that show. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So, so when the theaters open back up, hopefully there'll be somebody who hears that and says like, yeah. Yeah. Give them a shot at it. They're not doing it on Broadway. They released the rights. Yeah. Because all the shows on Broadway are closed. I don't know that they did that. They probably didn't. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I know. A guy can dream, you know. Oh, sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. But very cool. So, okay. Well, is there anything, uh, is there any way that people should get a hold of you if they want to cast you or they just want to talk to you, want to check out what you're doing with yourself these days? Well, I got a website, uh, TravisRetWilson.com. Mm-hmm. And it's got my phone number on it, 951-707-9923. Got my email, TravisRetWilson at yahoo.com. And uh, just find me on Facebook, you know. I got a YouTube channel, too. And an Instagram. Very cool. Mm -hmm. And we will, uh, if you send those links over to me, we'll put them in the description below when we release this. But... uh... Yeah, so what we're just basically doing with this series is just talking to people who are performers who've been kind of shut down by this, finding out what they're doing and and seeing how they're coping and and how they're keeping their imagination and creative creative spark alive. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you're sharing your beautiful face with us. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. So. All right. Okay, thank you so much, Travis. And I will hopefully be getting those scripts out to you soon and talking to you in a bit. Looking forward to it. Thank you. All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to Travis Rhett Wilson, who was our guest for the day. You can check out Travis on his website, www.travisrettwilson.com. Of course, the link is going to be down below. And on YouTube at Mr. Dabblehand. Thanks as always to our legendary announcer, Savage C. Walnar, who we could not do it without. Our You Mind theme is Demilitarized Zone by Ethan Mexel, who truly is a master of the craft, don't you think? I mean, just listen, it's amazing. You can go to patreon.com slash lucidnap if you want to help support the show, but only if you're taken care of first. And also, buymeacoffee.com slash lucidnap for small one-time donations and you can help support me and get yourself some reading material which is much needed in these times by going to lostbreadcomic.com that is the comic that i write i also take commissions for art and other crazy stuff so hey get on there check it out make sure to follow all the social media links below and to check out creeping wave radio travis is on it and you're gonna love it it is a scripted audio drama that takes place in the same universe as lost bread comics and the mind so yes definitely worth a listen but above all thank you for watching and a special super duper thanks to our patreons who are amazing people and their names are the grammarica show nikki benfield and Neil, and we couldn't ask for a nicer bunch of guys. It's, they're guys. It's okay for me to say that. Okay, 
Thank you so much, everybody, and see you next time. Bye. The You Mind is brought to you by LucidNap Productions in cooperation with a hairy old man who's, who's very grumpy now that we're in lockdown, just so you know. You don't have to find an interdimensional saloon to have a pint of alien beer with me, Chrissy Garrison. Just tune into my alien beer podcast each Thursday, and I'll share my speculative fiction stories with you. And every other week, I'll be serving up a new installment in my science fiction serial, The Multiverse Blues. Meanwhile, catch up with me at sillyhatbooks.com slash podcast. See you there. This has been a presentation of the Project Entertainment Network.